Bring the ship up to broadcast step. We're going in. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go to the hideout? It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against The hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What's new? What are you doing, F.A.? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. We're live on a Saturday night on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, Please do join us. 800-636-1067 is the phone number if you want to call us. And uh, hideoutradio.com is the website where you can find links to all kinds of stuff, including... Our podcasts that are on WJFK.com. Don't even tease the podcasts. Because you didn't update last week's. Oh, whatever. And AOL Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio. Dubs is very bad at customer service. Uh, I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Hi, Pumpkin. And uh, we used to do a show on WJFK called The Hideout uh, a long time ago, two or three years ago. Now we're back on Saturday nights after doing late nights. But other than that, I was gone last weekend. Mm-hmm. At this time last weekend, I was on a cruise. Yes, an Alex cruise. In the Bahamas, uh, while you were playing in the treehouse mm-hmm. with a couple of comedian friends, I still have not heard that show because you refused to put it up on WJFK.com in the podcast. Oh, it'll make it up there sometime. Are you not proud of your work? Oh, it, it went all right. All right, so that means you don't want to put it out there. Uh, no, I'll put it out there. I have no problem putting it out there. I'm not ashamed of it at as, all. As a fan of the show, I would like to listen to see how the show went without me. But uh, enough already. Here we are. We are live, and we are excited to be with you. 800-636-1067. Uh, J-Dubs, there's so mm-hmm. much on a short porch tonight that we want to squeeze in. Uh, as we go until 9 o'clock this evening, big news that we will talk about as well, uh, just concerning us uh, professionally. Uh, but first, what we call and always start the show with, the Hideout Headlines. Hideout Headlines. <laughs> These are what we perceive to be the biggest stories of the week. Uh, not only dictated by us, but also, too, a lot of times dictated by the media. And uh, since we're on the short porch, it's going to be a lot of the hideout headlines yes. that we're going to be bringing to you. And, Dubs, we will start off this first story, the first hideout headline. What was the biggest story of the week? It's too big for us to try to discuss and uh, actually perform 
and uh, relate on our own. So that's why we have brought in what we call a hideout download from CNN to help uh, talk about the biggest story of the week. Another Spears baby is on the way. This time, it is Britney's sister who is having the baby, 16-year-old Jamie Lynn Spears. She confirmed her pregnancy to OK Magazine. For okay. This- and there it is. What was well, easily- I mean, when, when OK Magazine gets the official word first, you know it's a huge story. You know it's the biggest thing going on in the United States of America. It is funny that we have a war. I think we still have a war going on, don't we? Well, yes, we have a war of uh, morals going on with our children when 16-year-old Jamie Lynn Spears is pregnant. I thought there was a war on Christmas that's also being fought, too. And we are winning that war, my friends. But right now, the the biggest thing, I guess, is the war on the womb which was won by a 19-year-old when it comes to Jamie Lynn Spears. It was won by an 18-year-old and uh, also a Doc Martin. Those two have won that war a few times. Only in the Dubs household. We're joined by Lola Oganaki. I cannot believe this story is shocking. This story is so shocking. Everyone expects... It's totally shocking. I mean, it's it's Boston Nova. Um, what's so shocking about it? I, I, like, like they're talking about it mm-hmm. shocking, but what's shocking? Are, are we shocked that you know a 16-year-old is having sex? That there's a teen pregnancy? Are we shocked that there's another loser in the Spears family? <laughs> Where exactly is this shocking? Because to me, it's expected. Yes, just like you expect the N-word to come flying out of Dog the Bounty Hunter's mouth, mm-hmm. you expect for a Spears to have a child at an inappropriate time. It's in fact, it's normal. And again, why is it the lead story on the news, let alone the hideout, when this is just a normal occurrence? A hick got knocked up, and here it is for you. Did Britney Spears to be the one who'd end up pregnant again? But no, it's her younger sister. She is actually pregnant by her boyfriend of a few years. His name is Casey Alred. She's 19 years old. She's 16. She- Wouldn't it be great? If it came out, K-Fed's the dad of this one, too. And he's just rolling around doing every every uh, person in that family, just knocking over every limb on that family tree. She said she told her mother about her pregnancy shortly before Thanksgiving. She's three months along now. And she took about two weeks to decide what she actually was going to do, you know, with her situation. And she decided that she was going to keep the baby. And she was sitting there next to a Hoover vac and a, and a bassinet, and she was just like, what do I do? What do I do? Staring at the hangers in the closet, <laughs> thinking these could have another use. Should I or shan't I? Hmm. In spite of everything, in spite of advice from some of her friends, and in spite of the fact that this may actually really torpedo her career. Yeah, she may not be known by some adults, but boy, is she popular with the tween set on this show she's on. What is it, Zoe 101? Yeah, she's wildly popular with the tween set, Zoe 101. She plays a young girl who's the one of... Zoe 101. It sounds like like a a stripper school. It doesn't sound like a kid's show at all. They teach you how much CK1 to put on and where glitter goes. Everywhere. That's what you learn on Zoe 101. The first girls to integrate an all-boys academy. And this show's been huge for Nickelodeon. And, you know, obviously she thought that this may be a stepping stone to it. I want to know what's bigger, Zoe 101 or Salute Your Shorts? 
I'm going to take salute your shorts. Turns out they go together. Good uh, In a real dirty way that this 19-year-old taught her. Girls to integrate an all-boys academy. And this show's been huge for Nickelodeon. And, you know, obviously she thought that this may be a stepping stone to an even bigger career. But clearly, uh, have being pregnant on Nickelodeon, the two <laughs> do not go hand in hand. So I'm not sure. Sh- I heard one of the, the dad's one of the Pete and Pete guys. I'm not sure if that's true. Being pregnant on Nickelodeon, the two do not go hand in hand, so I'm not sure that she'll be around the network for much longer. Yeah, you got to wonder how Nickelodeon is going to handle this, too. Yeah, I mean, they've already shot the fourth season of her show, so in theory, she, she could be pregnant, go off quietly into the night, and maybe come back because they already have a year that's okay, done. But here's the thing. I think that Nickelodeon made. This is the perfect lesson. You show her pregnant, you show her coming back. And you show how no boy in that all-boy school even wants to go near her, just like in real life. Just like when that hot chick in high school gets knocked up. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, and I remember you, and everyone wanted to do you before, and no one wanted to touch you afterwards because you were filthy. I don't understand why kids, or adults for that matter, don't use condoms. I know they're because un- abstinence is the way. I know they're uncomfortable. I know condoms are uncomfortable. I love. But them. what what's more uncomfortable, a condom or being around a kid? I would say a kid. Well, for you and your carnal desires, it's obviously a kid. Well, they go hand in hand. But uh, I, it's it's funny though because that that goes into a whole another broad issue of okay. Let's teach children, because they're going to, not even children, but okay, children, whatever. Uh, their, their puberty is hitting earlier. You're gonna ha- they're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. That's why this abstinence myth is such hogwash. It's silly. I, well, I'm using strong language because yes. I feel really strongly about this. I don't know what this all this hullabaloo is about. But I tell you, it's one of those things where, okay, here it is. Uh, they just don't have sex, and that's going to be the end of it. And it's just, it's stupid, but that's what's being taught in the nation's schools. You want to hear more from these two stupid hens? Yes. All right. Look, it's been a great ride. We've had a great three seasons. We've been nominated for an Emmy. But now it's time for you to to go on to motherhood. Hey, you know, Lola, even if she goes away for a couple of years, she'll just be 18 when she comes back. You know, she'll only be 18. The thing that's mind-boggling to me also is you would think, after watching her sister struggle with being a mother, Mm. that she would decide, you know what, I'm watching that cautionary tale, and that's not something that I want to do at all. Instead, the fools just rushed right in. It's a hideout 106.7 WJFK. Is that what they're calling semen? Uh, and dubs. And right now it is, the, we're talking about this Jamie Lynn Spears, the biggest story of the year. And actually uh, up there on Glenn Beck right now, we have that on the TVs. There's Jamie Lynn. Uh, here's what's also interesting. Sister act. Now that uh, she is pregnant, is it okay to talk dirty about her? Oh, yeah. After you have a kid, you're no longer considered a kid anymore. I don't think. I don't think after you get knocked up at 16, you are considered a normal 16-year-old. You're considered a mother, and you can talk dirty about any mother you want. Um, Yeah, I I get a good question raised on the uh, AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio. What about an abortion? Is that allowed, or is that bad PR? Do you think Nickelodeon would be more upset if it came out that Zoe 101 got an abortion? I think 
the abortion thing would have passed over pretty quickly. It would have been a big story people for a week. But don't you think people would have understood? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to hold on to this kid. Nothing good is going to come of this kid. It is not going to happen. Now, we have other hideout downloads of reaction. Yes. Uh, do you want to go with all the kids reacting to? Sure. Just give me what you got. All right. Let me see here. We got... It is the hideout 106.7 WJFK. Right. Here's a bunch of young girls reacting to finding out that Zoe, Jamie Lynn Spears, is pregnant. I think that's pretty bad at 16. That's young. I kind of think it's disgusting. I think she's like following in her sister's footsteps and she shouldn't be. I have a younger sister. She watches that show, Zoe 101. And I just, I hope she doesn't find out because I think she would, I don't think that's a good role model for her to look up to. It's just a joke. I feel like that whole film is like a circus now. It's awful. It's her life. It's not really what everybody else should do, but it's something that happened to her. So I guess however she deals with it is what we should focus on. I hate people being so self-righteous when they find out someone like Jamie Lynn Spears gets pregnant. When they know in three years when they go to college, they'll be filled out like an application. Pedro on the AOL Instant Messenger who sat in with you last week mm-hmm. and he's going to sit in with you next week says, Blue's Clues is having a show looking for clues about Jamie Lynn Spears. The three clues, vodka, Sprite, and a DVD of Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> so it, it's so funny to see this. I'll tell you the other great thing about this, too. And I've said this before, and I alluded to it earlier. It is great to see a a quote-unquote hot chick or someone that is held up to such a standard to just see them for what they really are, dirty, whorish people. Because really, in our nature, that's what we all are. We all like to have sex. We'd mm-hmm. rather not use protection. And we all make mistakes. And voila, here is another. Well, it, it is wonderful seeing these people being taken down a peg a little bit. And <laughs> I love how the parents are worried about not how this affects a girl and uh, how she is going to live the rest of her life because Jamie Lynn Spears is the one being really affected by this. But everybody has to have a personal connection to this. And how are they going to teach their children about this? And why do they have to? They'd rather just avoid it. I I work uh, at a conservative radio station all week, and I hear all these talking heads talk about this, and they are irate with parents having to talk with their kids. Listen. To me, and Marilyn Manson put this perfectly, I think, in in, uh, Bowling for Columbine, or even just in general, when it comes to music, when it comes to movies, when it comes to fallen stars, that is the perfect opportunity to sit your kid down and be like, look, you do not want to be like this loser. And here are the reasons why, and her life is ruined. Yeah. Just like my life was ruined when I had you when I was at Texas Tech University and I was 21 years old. Yes, I was drunk, and your father talked me into it, and I should have had the abortion. But yes, I had you, little jefe, and I have had the burden of you over the last 29 years. And it's okay sometimes when you come and you give me a $15 check as a payback for $1,000 that I loaned you last year so you could get through your divorce. I'm sorry. I'm talking about my own life. Uncomfortable. Let's go to Paul on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, hey what's up? Yeah, I'm a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And exactly what these girls need is they need someone like, like uh, you know, Jamie Lynn Spears to that to be a role model for them to see how someone who's got everything going for him and how pregnancy ruins your life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love how the the uh, the parents in this country don't see this as that kind of positive thing, where they're like, "Hey, this is a prime example of someone who has everything going for them, and now they're going to lose it because they made a bad decision sexually." It's, no, a, yeah. it's not like this girl is getting pregnant and then you know getting more popular because of it. she's going to lose her show over this, and it's a perfect time to tell your kids. This is the negative effects of having a kid so young. But guess what? No, it's not because everyone's talking about Jamie Lynn Spears now. She was the other Spears. Now she is the Spears. And that in itself could end up being a positive for her. Paul, do you guys, are you guys even going to, I mean, you're probably on Christmas vacation now. Is everyone going to get into the school auditorium and have one of those promise keepers meetings and sign those uh, abstinence cards? I mean, how do you think you're going to handle it in high schools? No, no, my high school is, uh, where I live, it's too liberal for something like that. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I mean, like, it's so taboo. It's like no one tells these girls that, like, yeah, if you have a baby, it's just going to straight up, like, ruin your life. And the, a lot of the girls, uh, they see as a baby as, oh, yeah, it's great. It's, I'm going to be a mother and all <laughs> that stuff. And my, I don't get it. Everyone who's, like... You know, just a little bit older realizes that when you're pregnant, your life is pretty much over as far as going out and having a good time. They have no clue about that. I I implore you. The worst STD you can get is called pregnancy. (laughs) Thank you, Paul, for the phone call. I implore you, if you work at a school and you uh, get to teach these kids about it, teach them about it. Put together a slideshow or something of all these young mothers with their kids. Put it used to be my playground underneath it, and just you know play that through and scare the bejesus out of them to wear a dome. I love the, yeah, the, worst, the, the worst STD is a pregnant. You know, I've always said that too. I I would always rather get the clap or herpes and then have a pregnant you know girlfriend. A lesion is better than a fetus. Yes, a a lesion is is a scar on your body. A fetus is a scar in your life. Yeah. Uh, a scab is just a scab. Yeah, you can pick that. Ch- it's very much more difficult to pick a baby. A child <laughs> is a scab on your soul. Let's go to Scott online too. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Duke. Listen, you are absolutely right. Give these kids birth control. They have no concept. Of what a baby's going to do with their life. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Here's what's interesting, though. If you're a conservative, think about it from a cost-benefit analysis on economics. $300 for an abortion, 300000 to raise the kid. Do the math. And I might be a little radical here, but I'm not going to completely um, discount what he said. I think kids should know no, that, that the, there, know there that. are ways of not getting pregnant. If you are going to be active, I'm a couch because that's what I did. I had sex with couches. <laughs> Me growing too. Up. I, I filled a warm baggie of water, <laughs> pulled right. it over once, put it underneath, uh, in between the cushions, and went to work. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven dubs. You have some other hideout downloads. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, conservative radio, I pulled this clip from uh, the Radio Factor, the fill-in host Friday. Him talking about not wanting to talk, uh, parents not wanting to talk to kids. That's like Bill O'Reilly's show. Yes. It's not uh, killing Jamie Lynn Spears. At the end of the day, she's inconsequential. Her mom, you know, it is what it is. That's all. It's more the broader picture here. Not a teachable moment. That's the big media spin out there. It's just another pain for parents a few days before Christmas. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Now that this has popped up, you'll be able to teach your kids. Hey, guess what? 
They're trying to shield their kids, and rightfully so. It's not always about shoving oh it in parents' God. faces. Sometimes shielding is not a bad device. It is what it is at the end of the day. I mean, can you throw more cliches out there for one? Okay, here is this is exactly what's wrong with America, and this is why we are in what I am calling the end times, because parents would rather not discuss these things with their children. And let's just pretend, let's pretend a vagina doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend. Oh, I do that every night. The only well, obviously, let's pretend that the only thing that you can do with your wanker is go to the restroom. And let's just pretend that's all there is and turn a blind eye to it. Here's what we ought to do. Let's be uneducated because we're American parents and we got Christmas to think about. What a what a tard. Here's Jamie uh, Lynn Spears' aunt slamming both her and uh, Britney Spears. I think she's damaged to an extent. She's kind of did the Britney, oops, I did it again. I hope she doesn't take my birthing tips from Brittany. I really didn't understand that last little hick talk there. But, I think she uh, said birthing tips. <laughs> birthing tips. I, I'm pretty sure that's what she said. I got here though, and again then real quick. I hope she doesn't take mothering tips from Brittany. Mothering? Mothering. Either way. It's Listen, I can't. Completely improper. I can't believe this is America. I can't. Let, you, people this talk about. Family has bred two of the more famous people of this generation. And this is, this is, like, we look at the people over in the Middle East and other places in Africa, and we call them savages. And we think they're crazy, yeah. And, yeah, what's going on here? Oh, what are we doing here? Uh, we just got engaged birthing tips. Uh, look, look at these hicks. Who is this? What is this? Why do we allow this to happen? W calls it his base. Oh, that's true. That's the 25% that thinks everything is going great. Oh, jeez. All right, stress on the uh, AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio. It says $300,000 to raise a kid. That's cheap. Really? I'm not pro-life or pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. There are too many idiots having children. That is true, too, when it comes down to the whole pro-life, pro-choice thing. Uh, very few people are actually pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree with stress that I'm one of them. I just don't think that we have enough of them. I don't think there are, there's enough birth control and I don't think that there are enough abortions. And I'm not being a shock jock. I really mean that. And the more I hear about this Spears family, the more I believe it. I find it odd that most of the people that shouldn't be having kids are the people who have the most kids. Oh, yeah. And the people who want kids and should have kids, a lot of times can't have them. Mm-hmm. It really seems odd to me that um, I think it's a big trick by God. You know, where he's like, you know what? They're getting way too advanced. I got to uh, level the playing field here. Now, there's debate as to whether or not the Spears parents uh, and the mom, whether or not they are actually going to, because they were writing a parenting book. Why? Which is amazingly just ironic. Even before this happened, why would anybody buy a parenting book from the Spears parents. Initially, Wednesday, a Christian publisher said that it was calling off a parenting book written by Lynn Spears, the mother of Brittany and now Jamie Lynn. But then all of a sudden it came out like today that they're thinking they're going to go ahead and go through with it. So they're kind of flip-flopping. Maybe they should release it. Maybe they shouldn't release it. They flipped on a lot of books that they were going to put out over there. Um, Rosie Rosie O'Donnell's book on healthy eating, they're... Do we put it out? Don't we put it out? I'm not sure yet. It's on hold. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's book on tasteful phone etiquette. 
right, Pedro just gave me this. He goes, can you believe Susan Smith is a better mother than Britney Spears? At least Susan Smith puts seatbelts on her kids. <laughs> well, that, that was just to hold them in there. Whatever. Whatever. It's obviously making sense. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the flip-flopping on books. Yeah. Uh, Tara Reed's book on uh, not binge drinking. And uh, Al Sharpton's book on uh, why white people are terrific. All right, 800-636-1067. I don't know if this drives anyone else crazy. I, I don't know if they see this. And I know, yes, we spent 20 minutes on it. But at the same time, too, I would like to think that we've pointed out the hypocrisies. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? What's going to come of all this? We're just going to continue to watch it's like more and more. Like, who's next? I can't wait till a Hannah Montana pops out twins. Because you know that's 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 next. That's what's going to be the next big thing. She's dirty. You know where she or goes. Or it's going to be a, yeah. It's going to be a Hannah Montana Jamie Lynn lesbian love affair. It's all yes. It's all around the way. Can't wait. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more next in the Hideout, one hundred six point seven WJFK. The Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The Hideout. A terribly sad indictment of our society. You're in The Hideout. An appeal to the sodomists. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The Hideout. Back in The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Give us a call, 800-636-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website. And the AOL Instant Messenger name hideout radio yeah i got another good one from stress just talking about how you know the pro-life idiots want to protect unborn children but don't want to support them and Mm -hmm. you know just how we spend all this money on war instead of like things like education war what is it good for (laughs) turns out absolutely nothing Mm. uh also too uh pedro who's on fire uh says get an abortion Get Hannah Montana tickets. There would be a line around the clinic. That would turn conservatives around. Parents would be getting pregnant just to abort it. <laughs> just so for the tickets? Yes. Your little sister gave her life for you and this concert, so you enjoy it. <laughs> you are in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. We just found out we could go till 10. Ooh. Our normal time slot is 6 to 9 Saturday nights. We were just told that we could go till 10. I don't know. You have a long drive to make tonight. I'm headed so. on vacation because I haven't had one in a while. <laughs> I'm going down to Naples, Florida, and I was hoping to get on the road. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll stick around and give no. you another hour. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll fill it out. Because <sighs> then, you know, next week I'm going to not be here either. But, you know, whatever. Don't You're worry. part-time. Yeah, don't You're worry. You're part-time, about- part-timer. That's the best way to do it. Being a full-time, full-timer got me nowhere. (laughs) Dubs, let's hop back into the headlines. If you want to comment on any of them, 800-636-1067. Dubs, today is World Orgasm Day. Ooh. And a happy one to you. Is it today or is it uh, tomorrow? According to globalorgasm.org. It is December 22nd, which, according to my watch, Ooh. is today. Nice. How did you celebrate? Um, I haven't yet, but I plan on it. I plan on... Uh, Don't with my computer. I'm begging <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I will. I, uh... Your S button doesn't work anymore. Your ass. 
Um, and that S, he's always punching in for scat. Mm-hmm. So and I, she mail. <laughs> I, uh, I ironically enough had fantastic morning sex this morning. Did you? I had to get up very early. I'm talking about like six o'clock in the morning, and it was one of those situations where there was a stirring going on, and my chick pretty much still asleep. And it didn't stop me. I just went ahead and did what I could to participate in this global orgasm day. Did she wake up or did, was it like a fly flying around her head and she's just like, uh, swatting you away? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether or not we need to get into the specifics if she even felt it. But the thing is, I did what I could on this specific day. And, Dubs, let's uh, welcome into the hideout uh, Paul Refnell. Well, I guess is the spokesperson for GlobalOrgasm.org. Paul, are you with us? I am here. Yes. Good to hey. talk. To, good to talk to you, my man. How are you? I'm. Oh, you know, I'm resting now. But uh, yeah, you uh, actually you missed it by about five hours. It was 1:08 your time this morning. Aww. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I still do. now mind you, we're on terrestrial radio, so we got to try to keep it as clean as possible. Yeah. But give me the science behind globalorgasm.org well the science the science was what uh, lured us into this whole thing was that uh, there's a global consciousness project out over in Princeton where they think they can measure the effects of human consciousness when it's focused on uh, kind of important worldwide events when everyone's looking at the TV or following a story or mm-hmm. A war or something. They they think they can track uh, changes in human consciousness when a lot of people are concentrating. So we just thought about what, how could we affect that? How could we get on that graph, you know? And uh, how could we affect it in a positive way? And how could we get a bunch of people involved in it happily? So we kind of thought about, uh, you know, meditating on peace. Well, that's been tried before. So how about if we? How about if we uh, combine that with the power of organ? and meditation on peace to go along with it. So basically what you do, you focus on world peace while you are, uh, while you're, while you're achieving. Well, here's the thing. Nothing turns me on more than Darfur. Yes. So whenever... I just flipped through uh, one of those, uh, one of those Time magazines with all those pictures and oof. And that makes me... Now here, here are a couple things I want to talk about with you, Paul, here uh, in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, first of all, I was on a cruise last weekend, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I thought about, and you may be on something here, about like positivity, yeah. when I was on this cruise, and I saw all the couples that were on this, gay and straight, when I saw the couples that were on this cruise, mm. all I could think about was, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to be as clean as I can, and sideshow if you mm-hmm. need to dump it, dump it, but the number of ounces that would be... I can't go. Yeah, but I'm thinking like during from when we left Port Canaveral till the time we got back. So maybe you're onto something is like with that all that that positive aura out there. Well, I hope it's not positive. Uh, no, people yeah. should be getting tested. Um, <laughs> uh, I, now at 108, did you did you track this? Was there any bad thing that happened, or was there nothing but good in the world at 108 this morning on Global Orgasm Day? I think at around uh, it's actually 0608 GMT around the world. I think uh, there were millions of people with a smile on their faces, and I figured I, that couldn't be a bad thing. Are all these people like Ron Jeremy? Well, they can count down because I know I have no control over when it happens, and the fact that people were able to do what they 
wanted to do yeah. at 108 yeah. is remarkable to me. Here's the other thing. And by the way, the website is globalorgasm.org. Here's the other thing that's remarkable to me. Yeah. And I've thought about this. And maybe as early as when I was in my teens, I thought about this. Mm-hmm. It is something that I came up with called the constant climax theory. Where if you think about this, at every single second in time, it is probably likely that there is someone in the world reaching that ultimate pleasure. Does that's that make true? Yeah. That, that that seems like it would make sense. Well, then why is there so much negativity in the world if there's so much feel goodness going on? Well, I think there's a lot of climaxing going on that isn't necessarily a positive thing. Well, yeah, and, and, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm talking about right. Yeah, I'm guessing that. Uh, I think there's that much rape was, going on. The difference with this was that we were asking them to focus on something, you know, focus right. on, uh, put out a little positive energy consciously, you know, just so that, so that there's something going on out there that's, that feels good for everybody. So, well, and I figure if they're doing that, they're not shooting somebody, you know? <laughs> well, there might be, but that's another thing. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming into the hideout. Is there any other final word you want to give Anything to people? Anything else you want to plug other than the website? Uh, just globalorgasm.org and buy a t-shirt to show you were there and, uh, safe sex and don't, uh, don't procreate more than you have to today. Because, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I, we need to pass that along to Jamie Lynn Spears. Actually, when I was, uh, putting my positive message out yeah. or my positive thought out, it was for a miscarriage for Jamie Lynn. But <laughs> that's just me. That's what yeah. I prayed for at 108 this morning. Hey, thank you for, uh, j- hopping into the hideout, Paul. Appreciate hey, it, my man. Okay. 800-636-1067. Dubs, you want to celebrate the big O? I prefer to celebrate Dukes. Oh. All right, hit the thing, because that actually would have been a little chuckle to go. See? If I do... Got to be ready. Times Man of the Year, Person of the Year, Vladimir Putin. Is there anyone more disur- uh, deserving than Vladimir Putin. I think everybody. I don't understand why Vladimir Putin is picked by time as the man of the year. I guess uh, the magazine says on its website that at significant cost of the principles that free nations prize, he's brought Russia roaring back to the table of world power. That is true. I thought it was for his topless photos earlier this year and his pecs. <laughs> or he looks like a guy who used to take steroids but quit. And he's mm-hmm. just got those kind of saggy, meaty boobs hanging. Right. Uh, also, too, here, they said runner-up was Al Gore, followed by J.K. Rowling, uh, some Chinese leader, and then David Petraeus. So that's all we've got for Person of the Year. Let me say this, too, really quickly. Uh, we've been talking about this a little bit. It's kind of a theme going on in the hideout tonight on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, America's clock is ticking. And I mean that uh, trying to be as nice as I can. But you look at China, who is trying to poison us with toys and mm-hmm. our animals. Then you've got Russia, who's roaring back to the forefront, and Putin just ready to be the new man. And then, uh, on top of all that, you got the Middle East. And now these Mexicans who are coming in, I mean, my people, who are coming into this country, mm-hmm. it's over. Can we at least say that America peaked in 95 along with Boys to Men? We need to wise up because <laughs> I don't think 95 Boys to Men in America were the... Uh, End the, of the road, dude. End of the road. <laughs> and do you think that was kind of... They, they yeah. were actually talking about the state of affairs for the United States. 
I just don't get it. And I blame it a lot on liberals. And so, okay, O'Reilly. The secular uh, no. progressives. <laughs> yes, I, but I do blame it a lot on them and how we have to be so politically correct. We can't hate a certain country anymore. We can't hate a certain group of people anymore, even if they are bad for us. If, if we started uh, hating Russians again, the ACLU would be crazy over us hating Russians. Vladimir Putin is a bad guy. And I don't why know. are we he putting him on our, our magazine covers as person of the year? He seems kind of nice. He's not. He seems like a good dude. He doesn't seem like the guy. How that is would... he a good dude? He, he wants he wants communism back. He wants to run that country like a king. Excuse me. He likes to fish. And people who like to fish are good people. You know this. He likes to clear brush. Okay. This is a it sign sounds of... like a uh, bush. Clear brush, fish, work on a ranch. Oh, wow. You might be on to something. Hmm. Here's the person that should have been elected, uh, Times Person of the Year, Stephen Colbert, as he was selected as the AP Celebrity of the Year. Has anybody pulled off a gimmick like this man? I mean, this was a gimmick that I thought I loved when it first came out. I'm like, wow, this actually works. But I did. I thought it would get old by now. I thought for sure this is going to be a six-month flash, and then everybody would be like, all right, I'm done with it. But it doesn't end. Here's the thing. He's genuinely talented and genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. It's more than a gimmick. Yeah. Including in his, uh, the he also, too, beat out Al Gore and J.K. Uh, JK Rowling. He writes in his uh, in an email released to the Associated Press, In receiving this award, I am pleased that I was chosen over two great spinners of fantasy, J.K. Rowling and Al Gore. <laughs> it is a true honor to be named the Associated Press's Celebrity of the Year. Best of all, it makes me the official frontrunner for next year's drug field, the downward spiral of the year. P.S. Look for my baby pump this spring. So he's funny, and it's a great gimmick, and it's awesome. I, I am uh, I'm all about The only other person that maybe could have gotten this, is Sasha uh, Baron Cohen. Uh, I th- Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Borat. Oh, yes, yes. I think he... Uh, maybe the year before. Wasn't that when Borat came out and everything uh, the was year it, before? Yeah. Was it the year before? Well, then never mind. I feel stupid. But nonetheless, though, one of the great things even about like Borat and Colbert is just using their talents to point out the hypocrisies in people, to point out... How silly a vast segment of society is, and they do it really, really well. Now, are you kind of, do you feel bad for Gore? He's being passed up for quite a few awards. I mean, after Nobel Peace Prize, he's won that. But do you feel bad for him? Like he's like being looked over for a political reason, or is it just these people are here's more deserving than him? Here's the thing about Gore, he's just not quite good enough. Like, uh, he's deserving to be in the top two or three, but for whatever reason, the man can't get over. And that's just his life. Even even his Nobel Peace Prize, he had to share. He had to share that thing. Now, Dubs, when it comes to uh, the Colbert Report, I am a little disappointed that the Daily Show and the Colbert Report will be returning in January. Disappointed, why? Because of the fact that they're going to go back on without their striking writers. It seems to me like Comedy Central and all the late-night hosts like Jay Leno, like Conan O'Brien, Kimmel... They're all selling out and coming back uh, and doing these shows when really they should be sticking on the side of the rock. 
since they don't have writers, maybe I can pitch in for them. I got some news for you, Hefe. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Seattle Theater is looking to franchise out their Tap Dancing Christmas Carol. Should be a hit. Tap Dancing Christmas Carol, everything the people love. And uh, this is the biggest part about it. The lead choreographer, Larry Craig. Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is going to be the quality of entertainment that these late-night shows are going to provide uh, when they no longer have writers. It's going to be hack bits, hack quote-unquote monologues like you. And why are you doing this, you scab? Why are you continuing to do Continue doing what? Informing you with some great news? Hate the bit. Dutch police have decided to follow the man law when they allow to... Uh, let a man pay a ticket on the side of the road when he had a prostitute in his car. So they gave him a ticket for prostitution said, you know what, buddy? We aren't going to send this ticket to your home where your wife lives. You can pay for it right here on the side of the road. Talk about being let off the hook. Okay. You had a paragraph set up for a pun. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I, dude, I got my top ten shows of the year that I'd like to get to at some point. Instead, you're sitting here and you're doing this. Doing what? Giving you more news? I got one more news story for you, Hefe. Right. You ready for this one? Nope. Boston Animal Lovers are very upset about a company that started up uh, where you can rent a pet for a day. Have you heard about this, Hefe? I guess. Animal lovers are actually calling this puppy prostitution, which is uh, supported by the spike of peanut butter sales in the area. Lap it up, doggies. Lap it up. Normally, you try to go out on a high note before you go into a break. We're going to give you... We're going to give you enough time to go into the shower and rinse yourself off like the ear rape victims we all are. We'll be back. More headlines next in the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Now they're totally gay for each other. The Hideout. The Hideout. Yeah. Why you guys feel you have to be so negative? Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer, you beast. Negative. And the face fits kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. We're back in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. This is the phone number to call and participate. 800-636-1067. Give us a call. And if you want to hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio is the name. And hideoutradio.com is the website. You can find all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. Also, too, J-Dubs, uh, I guess we could, I mean... If you, if you care enough, we'll be talking about it a little, a little bit later on, but we'll be doing a countdown of the top ten talk topics of the year mm-hmm. on XM Satellite Radio uh, a week from tonight, Channel 202. Yeah, that's airing at midnight uh, next Saturday night. 
so, Channel 202. So you can listen to us, uh, actually just me and Pedro Lima, uh, over here on 106.7 WJFK from 6 to 9. And then from midnight to 3, you'll hear me and El Jefe count down the top 10 talk topics of the year on XM Satellite Radio. Do you only partner with Latinos? Yes. Is that your thing? Yes. Uh, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with white people. You got a thing for Latin boys? Mm-hmm. I understand. Me too. Harry ones at that. Well, whatever. Why why, uh, why judge people? I'm not judging. Also, at the same time, before, because that's a countdown to kind of the top ten, uh, like we said, talk topics of the of the year. Uh, I did really quickly, before we went into break, we were running up on the break, I wanted to give you my top ten television shows of the year. Yes. Just because I was thinking about it. And, of course, everything at this time of year is a countdown, and we got a couple of other top tens later on in the show tonight in the hideout. But it, I've always said this, too. You're not a, I can't be friends with you if I think if you don't like at least seven of these shows that I'm about to list off. Okay. If you're not a fan of seven of these shows, then more than likely we wouldn't get along in real life. Uh, not to mention probably... Uh, on the air as well. So here are my uh, top ten shows. Ten, The Colbert Report. Okay. Just talked about Stephen Colbert. Number nine, it. Countdown with Keith Olbermann. Mm-hmm. Eight, The Biggest Loser. I wasn't into The Biggest Loser, but I watched like three episodes. It was one of those ones that I didn't have to watch, but I enjoyed every time I watched it. Yeah. As a guy who got his personal training certification this year, as a guy who's, a, you know, always battle with his weight issues, it's fun to watch fat people work out. And then I cry when they make their transformations and they go back to their families. It is my extreme home makeover. It's the one that really tugs at your heartstrings? Yes, and my heartstrings can't take tugging because they're (laughs) filled with cholesterol. Number seven, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did you see the final episode? No, we have it on DVR still. I have to watch it. God, I wish you had seen it because it's so great. The way they ended it this year. It's a brilliant show. Was uh, Larry David obviously is a genius. But, I, okay, and I, I can't talk about it with you. But Go ahead. No, I don't want to because I, I want you to enjoy the last ten minutes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was brilliant. That's my number seven this year. Number six, a little fruity, but I dug it for a number of reasons. And that is Tell Me You Love Me on HBO. I like Tell Me You Love Me, too. I mean, I guess the relationship angle and everything was kind of fruity, but it was graphic enough to be kind of cool at the same time. And there's some hot chicks on there. You got to see some skin, and you got to see a little bit more of guys than you would actually like to see on regular TV. Yeah, it it was porno with hot chicks. And the other thing that was really cool about it, too, is the fact that... I could relate on a lot of levels from bad parts of previous relationships. Oh, yeah. And it was almost therapeutic to see that on a screen. Not a guy's probably top ten normally, but uh, a lot of the, I'm just going to say, Bush makes up for it. Number five, Real Time with Bill Maher. Which is really, I I was really, really into it, and the writer's strike has kind of upset me. I I was really liking it, and then I went to tune in the next week, and I'm like, oh, yeah, writer's strike. Ugh. Number four, Dexter on Showtime. Dexter would probably be my number two for the year. Number three, Lost. That would be my number one. Which is coming back in about three weeks, Dubs. Yep. We're going to get eight episodes before the strike ends up hurting us. They say, though, that the eighth episode is a good cliffhanger. So if they need to hold off for a while, it's going to be okay. Don't leave me on that kind of cliffhanger on uh, episode eight. I don't want it. Number two, as far as my top ten TV shows of the year, 
Californication on Showtime. That was a great show. A really sh- a big shocker for me. I I watched like the first five minutes when it first came out. And I'm like, uh, I'm not really into it. And then like four weeks later, I gave it a sh- chance again. Loved it. The thing though, the season finale of that, the complete opposite of Curb Your Enthusiasm, where I didn't like it. But I think they were trying. I understood to, it. Yeah, I don't think they thought it would get picked up. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it ended like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, it probably was expected to be a one season wonder, and then you know, fall into oblivion. But people picked up on it late in the season, so they decided to bring it back again. All right, Pedro says, "Come on, dude, two girls in a cup. Is that going to be in your top ten? Uh, no. You still haven't watched it, have you? Mm, I, but I've already know all about it, so there's no reason for me to love it." My number one television show of the year, Flight of the Concords on HBO. And not only is that our transition music during Mm -hmm. the hideout headlines, but to me, it was the funniest show of the year. It's so different. It's so offbeat. Many people did not like it. And I loved it. I liked it. Uh, I didn't think it was going to get picked up again just because it was so different, weird, odd. I thought it would have uh, enough people wouldn't give it a fair shake because of the the accents, the awkwardness. I thought it would be, you know, just all right. This is kind of funny, but I'm going to I'm not going to deal with it. Did I leave anything off? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot that I obviously left off. Think uh, about it. 800-636-1067. First, let's go to Ron, though, on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, dude? Hey, look, I think it's a great show, but all the shows, your show is a great show, but all the shows you watch on TV are all liberal shows. Do you realize that the liberals are turning this country into a communist country? It's true. All right, Dub says that. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's true. I don't see where, how do you, how do you mean? Oh, it's way true. All the socialist programs that they want to put into effect, you know, uh, nationalized health care that's run by the government. Everything the government touches turns to dirt. And but you don't you see that, that, that But Republicans do this thing of getting the power and then making government crappy so that they can privatize it and all their buddies can make money off of it. What's, what's wrong with making a profit? If you own a company, this is a capitalistic society. That's the way it was set up. I, yeah, I, I think... I, I do think, uh, Ron, that there has to be a balance. I, I do agree with you that uh, the government running everything would be probably a bad decision. I think it would even be more corrupt than uh, when with these companies owning it. But I think when uh, when the the government and these private companies are so in bed together, that's it, fascism. That's it, the definition of fascism. It really it, it becomes equally as dangerous. So we got to kind of separate both of them from each other instead of having them so intertwined i'm not against people making money dude i just like someone to be responsible at some point i mean i'm not even a a quote-unquote liberal guy the reason i like bill maher the reason i like countdown with keith olberman is they're against the grain right now that's what's going against the grain and i'm all for being against the grain i don't mind privatized health care if the government was keeping it in check but when the government is so in bed with the privatized health care, it turns into, well, these guys are allowed to run amok and do whatever they want because they have a free pass from the government. That's when it gets dangerous. Thanks for the okay. phone call, Ron. Hey, do, do yourself a favor and start listening to some O'Reilly and some Sean Hannity. Oh, I listen to O'Reilly daily. And, uh, and I want to shoot myself in the head. Hey, no, thanks, Ron, no. for the phone call. Appreciate it, my man. 800 636 
1067. I, I think that's a fair assumption of what's going on and what we need to change. I don't think that privatized health care or no, uh, uh, government health care is going to fix everything, but I also think that the system we have right now is not really working as well. Let's get back to the TV shows I okay. left off. What TV shows do you think I left off that deserve to be in my top ten? Chuck. Yeah, Chuck was pretty good. And it's yeah, a good no, mind. Was, it, that was actually going to be in there until I thought about Countdown. It, it, it's a guilty pleasure, kind of, because if you watch it, you're like, this is cheesy as hell, but it's supposed to be cheesy as hell. That's why it's great. Yeah. Another one that I left off, Entourage. Entourage and, I liked. And I did it on purpose because I'm sick of Johnny, uh, not Johnny Chase, uh, uh, Vinny. Vinny. I'm tired of him banging everyone. And I wish at some point he'd get turned down. We understand. We get it, Marky Mark. You got a lot of ass, and you're showing off because Vinny Chase is based on you. But enough already. You don't have to bang every single chick. What about Heroes? I was very disappointed in the uh, in the ending of it this year, but it, I, I enjoyed the, the ride. I liked uh, every episode. That and the cheerleader's not losing her baby fat. Yeah. And if she's not going to lose her baby fat... The show's going to be off. But I kind of like the masochist uh, uh, electro girl. Kristen Bell or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, she's uh, not that the hottest chick in the world, but she's just so crazy that she's hot. I guess. It is the Hideout Headlines, 106.7 WJFK, FN Dubs. If you want to hop in like Ron did, 800-636-1067. Dubs uh, completely shifting gears as uh, the Cowboys are about to take on the Carolina Panthers. If you're going to watch it on the NFL Network, congratulations on having the NFL Network. Uh, otherwise, uh, definitely turn on the television and you know keep the hideout turned up. But T.O. made a lot of headlines this week mm-hmm. concerning something that he said about Jessica Simpson. For those of you that don't know, uh, I don't know where you've been, but Jessica Simpson is uh, dating King Romo. And it is uh, it made a big deal that possibly that's why the Cowboys lost last week to the Eagles because Jessica Simpson was there and she was a distraction. T.O. made this comment early in the week. Everybody saw me here yesterday, you know, my, my press conference I do weekly, and, you know, I was just that's joking around. Right There's only two of them, and that says number one on it. Now there are actually three, but whatever. Okay, here we go. So here's what's interesting about this, and here's what drives me nuts about the directing on the NFL, uh, like NFL broadcasts or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. They want T.O. to have a blow-up, so they always have the camera focused on him. They're trying to create a story when he was obviously joking. If you watch uh, the game tonight at all, just watch the camera work and see if, like, uh, if... T.O. isn't getting passes or if he drops a pass, they focus on him for like the next four plays to see if he if he may say something to uh, Romo or the coach or something. And, uh, and the announcers will try to spin it as him 
complaining when he could be just, you know, having a normal conversation with those two that would happen even if he caught the pass. Like the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the packages on Sports Center where he's sitting there and he's barking while he's sitting on the bench. But we don't know what he's talking about. He might be pumping up the team. Exactly. But it's that's why you don't trust anything in the media because it's all they're trying to liberal crap. They're trying to manufacture a story. And they can if they get the right camera angle or they get the right B-roll. I mean, the, 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 if you want to just get proof of that, look at the Drudge Report sometime and see the pictures they choose for each story. Of course. I, and those pictures are not pictures of what actually someone's talking about. They just they paint the right picture of what they want you to think of this person. And then, boom. You have, uh, you have uh, the perfect picture for that story. And now here's T.O. Uh, going back and trying to explain those, those his original comment. Everybody saw me here yesterday, you know, my, my press conference I do weekly, and, you know, I was just joking around. You know, everybody was laughing, this and that, and the next thing I know, I'm driving home, and then I hear a lot of people telling me, you know, you know, be aware of what's going, you know, being said in the media or whatnot. So, other than that, you know, I, I talked to Tony, I, I, I hope there's no hard feelings, and, you know, we just, we just move on. Here's what I think's happening. I think T.O. is trying to get some of that Jessica Simpson ass. I think he's doing that he thing. He wants that large-jawed woman? Yeah, I think he's teasing her. He's doing that thing, you tease the girl, and you show, you know what, I'm cooler. And let me say this. All right, if you were to watch a porno, who would you rather watch, Romo and Simpson or T.O. and Simpson? T.O. I like the contrast of the mm-hmm. white and the black. Yeah. And it would be so taboo. Could you imagine what middle America or what Ron, who just called would think if he's watching T.O. violate Jessica Simpson. Like, I'm even getting excited thinking about that. I know, I can see. It's a, well, I'm in my pants. Uh, I took my pants off because it's so hot in the studio that we're broadcasting from. But you know what I mean? Like, it's this odd thing of that would be a really nasty, taboo thing. And I'd love to see T.O. steal Jessica Simpson away from Tony Romo. I think you it'd know be great. how huge of a story that would be, too? The, yeah. the, the press would love that one. And I'd love to see, like... T.O. and Jessica Simpson, like, walking hand-in-hand down the streets of Dallas just while the N-word is being thrown about from all those country bumpkins that I grew up with. Oh, I'm sure for her, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Imagine if she says that while they're sleeping together. Just how hot that would be. 800-636-1067. Now, Dubs, I know you never really had girlfriends in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, but... Have you ever had the chance where you were playing a sport and you were kind of trying to show off for a chick in the stands? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you uh, you see a chick that you like in the stands. While, and wrestling was one of the worst ones for that because you're there in all your uh, uh, tight glory. You know, you just are wearing these singlets that uh, are, are accentuating your package. So you fluff up a little bit, for one, before you go out there to wrestle the guy because... You're trying to impress a chick, so it's kind of you're, it's kind of gay, but it's not because you're doing it for a chick. It's just like you know, if you, okay, you're hold on a second. I want to strap on. Um, I want to explore that logic for a moment. So if you're doing something gay to get a chick's attention, and it's totally straight. So if a chick says, "Hey, uh, make out with that dude, and I'll do you," yeah, like, come on, it's not gay then because you're thinking about. Getting with this chick that uh, wants you to do this, so you aren't sure you're making out with a dude, but Stop you're it. doing it to get. I would. I'm not kidding. 
I would do a lot of things to a dude to get with a chick. Do you hear what you're saying? All right, hold on. Let's let's stop the show for a moment because I want to explain something. Uh, J Dubs is sexually frustrated right now. Yeah, Dubs is at a very low point in his life, mm-hmm. and you caught yourself doing something this week <laughs> that you that even scared you. Like you called me. Yeah, and. I don't know how many people, a lot of people will download the show and listen to the podcast, and they know us, Hefam Dubs. Some of you are kind of new to the show. You obviously see that I, Hefam, the one in control. J-Dub's really kind of out of it and fruity. And, fruity. and actually kind of awkward and really weird. So, Dubs, while you were at the grocery store this week, what did you end up doing? Well, I just went to the grocery store for a few items, and it should have been a good five-minute in-and-out experience. Mm-hmm. I ended up spending, like, probably almost a half hour at the grocery store, and this is why. I was stalking a girl, and I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't... Uh, I was following this girl up and down aisles uh-huh. and around the grocery store, and I didn't know I was doing it until she turned around and gave me this horrified look. And then a dawns on me. I've been about two feet behind this girl for the last 25 minutes. It's ridiculous. And I didn't know it until she gave me that look of, are you going to kill me? It was that kind of look. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the hideout 106.7 JFK. I'm half a, that's stalker dubs. Now, as, as you followed her, what, mm-hmm. first of all, what did she look like? What what drew you to her? She was probably about five three, brown hair, eleven. Um, Stop it. <laughs> no, she was uh, probably probably about twenty three, twenty five, you know, mid twenties. And we live in an area that's a college area. So yeah. What do yeah. you think? She was a college student. Yeah. Well, definitely. She was wearing uh, uh, like kind of workout shorts, like t- you know, like, like those like oh, uh, Jesus. like those ones. A girl would wear to play volleyball right. or something, and uh, a T-shirt. Okay. So she was wearing stuff that was yeah, she you could built re- like a volleyball player. No, no, she was very petite, very. Um, I don't know. She was hot. She wasn't so hot that uh, you know you'd stalk her, but she was hot. All right. So what aisle did you pick up on her? Um, I picked up on her uh, like where it first started. I think it was over by the milk. Milk and cheese and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so dairy. Yeah, the dairy area. And the dairy area. You hmm. really followed her how far? Oh, uh, one and a half times around the store. Shut up. Yeah, uh, all the way over to the bread and back <laughs> over to the cereal. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes. Okay. There's a lot that can be shot for in twenty-five minutes. Yeah, because twenty-five minutes in a grocery store is a long time. Mm-hmm. Were you pretending to look at items the yeah. whole time? Well, I was I was actually looking at stuff that I might want to buy for dinner, but I I was following her and just, you know, were you looking up as I go? Were you looking her up and down the whole time? Down. <laughs> at what point I was basically staring at the uh the butt cheeks the whole time. At what At what point did you even say to yourself, "Oh Jesus, like, did you not realize? I didn't realize until I got that look. Do you think if she had not looked at you, you would have followed her to the checkout line and eventually home? I, 
I would have, uh, I think if she didn't give me that look, I would have been driving behind her all the way home and not know. I've been just like, hey, I'm just going for a stroll. What does this say to you? 800-636-1067. I've never heard of anyone, like, accidentally stalking someone. You accidentally stalked a chick. Yes. What was going through your mind the whole time? <laughs> Can't say that on the radio. No, tell me. Were you thinking sexual thoughts as you yes. followed her? Yes. Even as you're in the bread aisle? Mm-hmm. Explain the look again that she gave you. Horror. Sheer horror. Like, are you going to kill me? Like that. What are you doing? And why have you been behind me for 25 minutes? Just like. And, and, and did she say anything to you? No. And I, I, I looked. I, I kind of gave up. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I looked at her. I go. Like a shocked look. Right. And then I turned around and just shuffled away. <laughs> so you looked guilty. Yes. You. Oh, because I was guilty. But you looked guilty like a rapist would yes. look guilty. Right, here's what's so disheartening. Hmm. And Dubs has been my, you know, my good friend and my radio partner since 2001, essentially in Michigan. And over the last year, over 2007, I have watched a grown man devolve into a prepubescent teenager. And I have seen someone who was so full of themselves. And would be able to pick up on chicks. And I'm talking about you like you're not in the room. And I see you see this. Who has now turned in to a shell of a human being. You are trash stalking women in grocery stores. You have become. I didn't mean to. I know. But you don't, you don't even realize that you are on the verge of becoming Jeffrey Dahmer. You are on the verge I'm not of that kidnapping far. people and cutting them up. And making stew out of them. Verge. And I see it. Mm. No, I see it. And and you're trying to toss it off jokingly. But I think it honestly worries you that, like, what what person in their right, like, who is genuinely in their right mind, Mm. who goes to work every day and pays bills, just doesn't realize that they are making a grown woman uncomfortable in a grocery store. At least I realized it at one point. No, no, no. She had to look at you. In the horror of, are you going to drag me out back and violate me in the worst of ways? And that it was at that point you turn, you look at yourself, and there's this self-reflection of, oh, my God, I might have dragged you out back and <laughs> ripped off your clothes and violated you. Do, you. do you see that you have become that person, that you were on the verge of becoming a rapist? I'm not going to become a rapist. That's not... I. I think, uh... How long until you were outside bedroom windows, um, punching the clown into bushes? And I mean that, like, shrubbery. Mm-hmm. How long until you're at that point? Or have you already crossed that line oh, when you're walking no, your dog? I haven't done that yet. Do you think you're close? No. No. I'm happy with porn. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And that that's why I brought it up. Because it was it was creepy. I'm going to admit that. It was very creepy. Do you feel like there's anything you can do about it? Just fulfill the urge. <laughs> and that's what I worry about. As a guy who is uh, living with you, 
with my girlfriend. Um, I did you say hey, come to my car? I got something in my green conversion van that I want to show you. Yeah, because that's what, it, does, it doesn't add up to be good. Dude, could you imagine how horrified she was if she saw you <laughs> climb into your green conversion van and like, oh my god, I could have been missing. If I were just a little bit younger, there would be an Amber Alert. I just can't imagine the sheer horror that that poor woman felt. And how many hundreds of women are probably going to feel this in the future? No. When this radio show ends and you start fulfilling those urges because you have nothing else to do on a Saturday night, then go stock pretty 23-year-old girls at the grocery store. I didn't mean to. And that's what's scary. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJF. Before you guys whip on me 14 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. You're in the, in the hideout. Yeah. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. That clip from what should have been in my top ten shows yes. of the year. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Such a short season, though. It's easy to forget how great it was. I haven't watched them. You they're haven't all, watched them all? They're still all on the DVR. Oh. Otherwise, they probably would have made my top ten. Terrific show. The Hideout 106.7 WJFK, El Jefe, and J-Dubs are live on a Saturday night. If you want to hop in, 800-636-1067. The instant messenger is Hideout Radio. The website is also hideoutradio.com. Oh, Dubs and I, uh, as we do the show, also have a TV on in the background. And I will never understand the NCAA and football and the BCS. Because are you telling me that anyone really cares about UCLA and BYU? Why is an unranked team playing a ranked number 17 BYU team in a bowl game? It means nothing. It's just, it's so ludicrous, the whole idea. Only ranked teams should be playing. It's it's stupid. And I'm, I'm sick of the NCAA and what they're doing and how awful it is. Uh, that we're being, that they're literally money is hijacking what's supposed to be a sport. Well, when you look at the number of teams in uh, what's it, Division One A now, is that what it's called? I don't care. Whatever it is, the top division, the number of teams in the top division, and the number of bowl games, half of the teams playing in football get to play in a championship bowl game. It's stupid, but it's a money making thing, and there's nothing you could do for it. Why? And that's capitalism. Why can't they? Still use the ball names, use the uh, the uh, destinations, but have those be destinations in the playoffs. I know, it, it make, because you know that's too logical. That's too logical. All right, Dubs, we were talking earlier about how you were stalking a chick mm-hmm. when you were walking around the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Cassius on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, um, here's what I'm wondering, like, 
In terms of Dubs losing his swagger since Michigan days, like, is he balding? Did he gain weight? Like, what's going no, on? No, I've, I've lost a lot of weight, and uh, I've got a full head of hair Here's still. what he did. He lost a full-time paycheck. Mm-hmm. And because cause Dubs identified himself through radio, mm-hmm. and now that we're only on weekends and he's no longer full-time like we were in Orlando at Real Radio or when we were full-time in at, at, right here on WJFK in D.C., I think that's when Dubs lost his swagger. And that's why he is slowly becoming a serial killer rapist. And it's happening that's, before my eyes. That's strong right there. I, do you, does that make sense, though, Cassie? Is like maybe that's enough? Yeah, but, like, I mean, has he tried antidepressants? Maybe he needs some anxiety no, medication. No, no. Here's the thing. Dubs is doing drugs. I am not. He's doing what's called legal drugs. Tell every tell the, tell the class I'm what you're doing. doing. I'm not doing any drugs. What are you taking? Nothing. All right. He doesn't want to I'm talk. not taking anything. He takes these little green pills that he makes himself, and I'm sure it's illegal in Florida, and that's why he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's not, there's nothing illegal but about I, what I do. But I think he's on drugs, and I think somehow he's suppressing, you know, some inner desires, and it's starting to manifest itself <laughs> in really odd desires? ways in shopping complexes. Does that make sense? Dude, yeah, what, what green pills? Like prescription pills? or what? No, no, no. It's this quote-unquote organic stuff that's supposed to make you feel good, but I've heard it's just like heroin. Listen, uh, I don't want to say it now, and Michael Hughes, if you want to fire us, you can, but it sounds to me like Dubs is on heroin. <laughs> and I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know if this is going to be on the front page of DCRTV.com or what, but I understand Dubs is a drug addict, and he might be going to rehab so he doesn't rape a woman. <laughs> I'm... You're gonna get us fired because I'm not. I'm not I'm a rapist. Not me. I'll be. I'm fine. I'm happy. Oh, if, if that's the case, I'll just go balls out next week and get both of us. I'm not gonna go out alone, my friend. But anyway, I think that's what it is, Cassie. So thank no, you maybe you should try like online dating or something. Maybe you got some approach anxiety. I, now, I don't have any approach anxiety. Actually, I have no problem approaching girls. It's, he, there's nothing wrong with that. Here's the problem. Let me tell you this. There's this local bar that Dubs likes to hang out with mm-hmm. and hang out at to watch his Lions lose. Mm-hmm. And there's this chubby waitress yeah. that wants to have sex with him. But he doesn't want to have sex with her because she wants to and she's willing to consent. No. And I think that's part of the problem. The, the problem is, what if I do do her and I know I'm not going to call her later and then I can't go to that bar that's around our corner anymore. Who cares? Be a man. Go there, find another bar. There are like seven within the area. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you for the phone call, Cassius. And I'm with Cassius. I worry about you. And Michael Hughes, I understand if you (laughs) want to just let him go. You know, it makes sense to me. This is something that, you know, whatever. Hey, look, I'm just saying. I see you. I see what's happening. I don't need you and your jail time bringing me down. I'm not going to jail because I don't do anything illegal. I'm not going to rape someone. I'm not going to kill someone. I can't believe I have to say that out loud. Me either. And that's exactly what I'm saying. That's where you've gone to. No, I haven't. That's what you brought us to. And it worries me, man. And know (laughs) this. Know this. You go to jail, that dog of yours, Mm -hmm. I'm seriously going to go out on the interstate and I'll stop the car and then just let her out and see what happens. <laughs> Don't let Cody out running around in the wild. She's she's fragile. Well, that's what I'm banking on. I, I Listen, I think she's tough. I think she could go head-to-head with an 18-wheeler. And I think she might be able to win that one. No. You want to hop back into the headlines? Because talking about you is depressing me. <laughs> it's like I need those drugs you're on. 
mother kept baby's body for 50 years. A woman who had an affair with her married dance instructor kept the remains of their love child hidden away from a disapproving world for half a century, as it found out. She gave birth out of wedlock in 1957, locked the baby's body in a suitcase, and lived with it in her flat for 50 years. So the baby was alive when she birthed it, and then she just threw it into a suitcase and let it die? Or was it uh, stillborn? It seems like it was alive, and she was just ashamed it was out of wedlock. Ironically enough, the news story does not say. Because it, it, it's not like she was hiding it because it died. She was hiding it because it was out of wedlock. So there's a live baby that drops out, and she decides, you know where this belongs? In a nice Samsonite. In the attic. I did not even think about that, but you're right, because I just assumed that it would have already been, like, it was stillborn or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it very well could have... Like, I think it was alive. I think it was a normal baby. It could have gone... You know what? I'm against it. <laughs> um, It's really, really odd. 800-636-1067. Only discovered this year when uh, people uh, visited this woman after her... Ill health forced her to leave her flat. They found the remains wrapped in cloth, enclosed with a copy of a newspaper from why the Times. They, why do they always wrap it in newspaper like it's a fish? Like they just went down to the docks and got themselves a nice uh, cut of salmon. Why do they do that? I don't know. Because there's so many other things she could have done with this baby. Yeah. Could have been a body pillow or a stool. Very small body pillow. It would have... The lady doesn't know what to do with a dead baby. Dead babies are great loofahs. <laughs> you, you get off Loofa? their dead skin and your dead skin. Loofah or dish rag. Yeah, you'll never get a plate cleaner than with a dead baby. You got problems with roaches? Dead babies. Knock it right out. If they crawl into the stomach, and they don't crawl out. That's the- and if you got a loving animal, why not use your dead baby as an animal chew toy? Just uh, just you know, pulling on it with your Rottweiler. That's all you got to do. Yet here's this lady wrapping it and putting it in a suitcase. What a waste of a perfectly good dead baby. How about a dumbbell? Those things carry some weight. You can build up some nice uh, triceps yeah. out of it. How about doing a curl or two, lady? A baby curl. About two weeks ago when we were in the hideout, we talked about this kid at Penn State who got in trouble over a Facebook photo of him and another chick as they were doing kind of an outrageous costume party. Mm-hmm. And they were dressed up as uh, massacred Vautech students. And we played the audio for you. If you want to go download it, it is one of the podcasts on WJFK.com. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Headlines 2 uh, from this last latest podcast. Nonetheless, turns out the kid, Nathan Jones, who went to Penn State University, uh, has now uh, lost his job because of the controversy. Turns out he was asked to resign from his post at Bank of America or he was going to be fired. They were worried that my name may be attached to the Bank of America brand and that this controversy would lead to scandal, according to him in an email. No one knew this kid worked at Bank of America until Bank of America fired him. So now they're in the middle of all of this. And I, 
this, do these pictures affect the way he does his job? I'm not a fan of what he did. I don't think it was funny or cool. Uh, I think it's pretty unoriginal and just uh, just shocking to be shocking. Um, but and he even said that. Yeah, but it doesn't affect how he rings people in or uh, or you know uh, hands cashes up, their cashes bank their statements. Checks. Or yeah, at Bank of America, it, it it really is. You shouldn't be afraid of losing your job over saying something that doesn't affect that job. In interviews with several media outlets, including CNN, he refused to apologize. He said things are going to be hard now, especially since I have no outside support. However, even though I'll be starving over the holidays and my credit cards will all default, I will not apologize. For that, I think i got to give the guy credit. Yeah. He feels like he was right. He didn't feel like it was a big deal. And that it was being made out to be more than it was. And I agree. It was a tasteless party that 10 years ago no one would have known about. But because of Facebook, where it got some publicity, and because of people seeing it and raising a stink, all of a sudden he's a national figure who is losing. No, I said figure. Oh, uh, who is losing his gig? And here's what's ironic too. I bet Bank of America will keep his bank account. They're more than willing to take actually, his money from him. Actually, they approved another credit card from him, which is very nice. There's no <laughs> telling. But it just does it not seem odd that you could say something. Completely unrelated to your job, and then get fired. That, it's ridiculous. I mean, this has—it doesn't have any bearing on his job. No one knew this guy was at Bank of America. And even if they did, who cares? It's not Bank of America out there saying it. He's not uh, a, uh, a the president or even the branch manager. He's just a teller. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like you and your drug habit in this radio show, which could directly affect the way it's done. Obviously, as people heard last weekend, don't have a drug habit. And they're going to hear this rapist. weekend. Who said anything about rapists? You have something you want to tell us? No, but you. Uh. I learn something new about you every day. New York City clubs argue ladies' night are not unfair to men. This pops up every year, it seems like, where you got one guy who is upset because he does not get a free drink or free admission whenever he goes to a ladies' night. So he decides to ruin it for the rest of us and sue these clubs because it's unfair treatment. I don't show up to ladies' nights, though. I mean, I'm with him. They're bull. They, they, yeah, they, pay, they pack the place full of chicks. Chicks who just want to hang out with chicks. They all go together in their little hen group. You may get one fatty that's uh, drunk and wants to hook up. But the good girls, they don't ever want to hook up. They just want to sit there, do their Jaeger bombs, take their free drinks, and go home and be frigid. <laughs> you sound so scarred and angry with women. So you, you're you against ladies' nights then? Are you one I, of these guys? I, I'm against them as far as me going to them. I don't think they work out for guys at all. Isn't the point, though, that they pack this place with poon for you? They pack it with poon for you, but poon that's not worth it. And the great thing about non-ladies nights when you go there, you are the one hooking them up with the free drink. What use are you to them if you aren't buying the drink for them? All right, but most lady night, they're not free drinks. Like Maybe they're half-off drinks. Yeah, they're two for one. Whatever. But they got, like, free admission or something. You wouldn't want to go to a ladies' night? They, they aren't the kind of ladies that want to hook up. To me, they're completely the kind of chicks that want to bang. No, they're a group of who in the future 
will be going to uh, TGI Fridays with all their other hens. and Their other a, teachers, yeah, uh, their fellow teachers. Yeah, and eating a blooming onion. They are those girls. They aren't there to hook up. They're there to just chit-chat and be annoying. All right, so then who? where is a good place to go meet a chick? <sighs> Grocery store. <laughs> Grocery store, and you follow them around until they're uncomfortable. So... You don't want to go to a place where women might be willing to talk to you willingly. No, they don't want to talk to you. They want to talk to each other and snicker behind your back. All right, you're talking about being racist. Don't be racist. Oh, you said snicker. Yes. Oh. But I'll let you think whatever you want. Seven craziest conspiracy theories. You found this one. What do you got? Yes, these are um, all those put together. And a lot of people think a lot of crazy things uh 9-11 truth is one of them it didn't make the list but um all right here's one of the crazy conspiracy theories israel makes palestinian schoolgirls sexually promiscuous by selling them aphrodisiac bubble gum so i guess israel is passing out aphrodisiac bubble gum bubble gum with some kind of i don't know compound to make them horny i believe it i palestinian i can see that I can see where Ahmedinejad may be against that, too. All right. That seems feasible. That's feasible, dear. All mm-hmm. right. And this one, actually, this next one is a very widely believed one. and I've Conspiracy seen, theory. Yeah, and I've actually seen a CSI um, dealing with this whole conspiracy theory. Okay. Alien reptiles are dominating the world. That's absolutely true. I saw this documentary on it, and it was actually it was like a five, six-part documentary. Um, it was called V. And in this documentary, like, they came here to be our friends, and there was this really hot brunette that was kind of, like, the leader. And then as it turns out, you know, she was a reptile, and she was there, like, she had, a like, an egg baby, and she was eating people. And, yeah, it's, like, that's true. I've seen that Me. one. Yeah, I grew up on that. I saw that one. This is well-known. It was, like, in 1984, 85, this documentary came out. Yeah, reptile people. That's completely true. And actually, uh, um... Dick Cheney's supposed to be a reptile. Oh, I please, think of course, he looks like one. He, in fact, he looks like one of the guys that was in V. You just you could peel away portions of his skin and see it. There's no doubt. Don't be stupid. All right, another one is Wingding's Fonts has a secret message for approval to kill Jews. Yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, an I example, know this fact. if you type in NYC and Wingding's, it's rendered as a skull and a crossbone symbol, then the Star of David. And then gives the uh, thumbs-up gesture. Huh, okay, I believe that one. What else you got? <laughs> Stephen King killed John Lennon. Of course. Duh. I guess uh, a younger picture of Stephen King it has a striking resemblance to uh, Mark David Chapman. Well, it turns out that Mark David Chapman was the patsy. Uh-huh. And because there was this whole thing about Stephen King needed to be a writer so that we could have The Mist. And so that we could have some of these, you know, like it. We had to have this stuff. And mm-hmm. so we don't need him going down for the murder of Lennon, that commie. That's why you have uh, David Mark Chapman or whatever his name Mark was. Mark David Chapman? Yeah, whatever. Doesn't uh, matter. Patsy is what I call him. The early Middle Ages, 614 to 911 AD, never occurred. The year 2000 is actually 1710. It feels like it. When you look around and you talk to people like Imus and Dog the Bounty Hunter, I can see that. Maybe that's Michael Richards' excuse. He's actually living in 1710. Believe it. Paul McCartney is dead. 
the current is just a look alike. I don't know who the hack is running around now selling stuff in Starbucks, so I can believe that yeah, one too. It, it is kind of odd. Um, this guy has no talent anymore. Um, NASA faked the moon landing. Of course, dude. Are you, that why is that one labeled a crazy conspiracy theory? You can see the strings on uh, on the astronauts in the soundstage. <laughs> and back in... If we made it to the moon, why haven't we gone back? Answer me that. Why would we go back? There's nothing up there. Because we could make moon bases and then launch off to Mars. Why do we have to have this billion-dollar thing to go He's back? He's Red Rocker. We aren't, we aren't doing a March into Mars whole campaign. We don't need to go to Mars. Why would we like things, make this thing of, all right, we're going to go back to a place that we were in the 1960s, but we're not going to be able to get there until 2015. If we went there originally, let's fire up the old Apollos and go back up there. And you know why we're not? Because it all happened in Arizona. <laughs> and that's why. It's ridiculous. We couldn't. There was never uh, the special effects back there to make these types of things. And that's why it looks hokey and cheesy. And I can see through that. But obviously, you can't. You need to watch more movies. You need to watch more documentaries. I'd like to recommend a couple to you. Okay. V and Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> this documentaries? is this is another one they're working out on the Galapagos Islands. Well, they're making reptiles that are bringing of, back the dinosaurs. Out of uh, frog DNA? I'm telling you, man, it's scary. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Come on! The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Hideout, yeah! Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Back in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK as we are live. 800-636-1067 if you want to give us a call. Hideout Radio is the AOL Instant Messenger name. Hit us up right there. And go to hideoutradio.com for everything that you need to know about the show. And do get links to our different podcasts and such. I love your radio voice. Hey, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. It's really a good one. I'm working on mine still. Hmm. I think I'm on my way. I might have it down here pretty soon. Dubs, one of the main things that you will also see on hideoutradio.com is the Links fact... Links to our ear gear. Yeah. The fact that we are making a comeback to... Uh, we, here's, a, here's the odd thing. This, for those of you that maybe do not know us, well, it's always we're always going to be getting caught up. For example, there's an mm-hmm. old friend of the show who just now realized two months in that we're back on. And what's... What's interesting is that there are so many people that, A, used to listen to the show in D.C. when it was on in its first uh, incarnation, Mm -hmm. Saturday nights, then eventually late nights. And so much has happened in our radio career since this time last year. Oh, yeah. And one of the the beauties is that we kind of got to fulfill a lifelong dream of broadcasting in New York City. Yeah. And also, too, nationwide on XM Satellite Radio, we were able to as well, just like Opie and Anthony do. And uh, it's been really cool that, you know, we've uh, been invited to do a year-in-review show, and that is going to happen next Saturday night uh, on XM. And uh, what it is going to be, 
we put together this show called Next, which was uh, basically a countdown of the top ten stories of the day. It eventually turned into the week as we turned it into what were called Next Casts, which is part of the post-show podcast. It's, it's all There's a lot going on yeah. there. But nonetheless, we're doing a countdown of the top ten talk topics of the year uh, on XM Satellite Radio. Because lists are all the rage. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to discuss a list. Yeah, lists are uh, very debatable. They uh, they spur an easy con- discussion. Right. It's it's uh, it's a very easy and effective way to you know uh, tackle any kind of topic. And so here we have 2007. It is the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that they like to do are the end of the year lists, like we are going to be doing, and. The Associated Press has come out with the top ten stories of 2007, 800-636-1067. We're going to go through them really quickly. And it's funny because looking at this, this isn't even going to be close (laughs) to what you and I are going to discuss next week. I mean, there's there's a couple of the same things, of course, that's going to happen, but uh, it's a vastly different list than what we have and uh i don't think there's anything in the same order as ours here's the thing about the associated press which is interesting they're one of the very few last remaining new legitimate news outlets yeah they kind of put stuff out there at face value and um yeah it's uh that and would you consider writers still yeah i guess so and it's not as popular as the AP, though. People are wondering, are we going to be on WJFK next week? Yes. Dubs will. I mm-hmm. will not. I am in desperate need of a vacation. <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, unavailable in West Texas. Uh, trust me, I'd much rather be here with you guys. Mm-hmm. 800-636-1067. I, just think about this. On its face value, what do you think would be the number one story of the year? The number one story of the year, are we talking just with popularity or most important? And should we even discuss this because you you worry that it'll give away what we're going to say? But like, but overall, I mean, think about what happened in 2007. What, seemed, what do you think got the most press coverage? I would think what got the most press coverage for the longest period of time, too, would be global warming. I think that would be the biggest story of the year, personally. That's number six. On the AP list? On the Associated Press list, global warming is number six. I think that carried the longest and the uh, the most debate. and got. I mean, it, it, it spurred a whole green campaign. People are using it for political gain. There's a lot of stuff going on. With, Do you even believe in global warming? Not to the extent that everybody uh, is pushing on you. Why I think not? There's a, I think there's a middle ground there because... I don't think it's all man-made. I don't think it's happening as rapidly as people would like you to think. I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's a natural phenomenon that is happening, but not... So you don't think the collection of human beings, 6 billion, and all of the waste that we produce is not having some sort of adverse effect on the Earth? Some, but I don't think as great as... I I don't think the polar ice caps are going to be melting as quick as as what they say. It's a proven fact that they are. (laughs) Hey, Falwell, it's happening. It's happening, but not as rapidly. They they use I want to tell you about a documentary. Okay. It's called The Day After Tomorrow. (laughs) 
And yeah, this, afraid, along with V, you need to watch. I'm afraid of those CGI wolves that are going to attack us during the day after tomorrow. Scary. Mm-hmm. Number 10, according to the but Associated Press. Luckily for me, there's a, uh, a doctor that will be able to walk in snowshoes from Philadelphia to New York City. Of course. With a cane. His mm-hmm. name is House. Number 10, Iran's nuclear program, according to the Associated Press. Number 9, the immigration debate. Immigration is pretty big. It's kind of fizzled out as far as what it was at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. uh, with importance. But, yeah, that's huge. Number eight, presidential campaign. Number seven, the bridge collapse. You notice no one cares anymore? Have they already built this bridge back up in I Minnesota? Don't know. I have I have not kept up on it since the collapse. I'm like, ooh, it collapsed. Wow, that sucks. You know what's interesting is, like, it, it's there's this feeding frenzy when it comes to these disasters. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hmm. Like, to me, I guess the bridge is back. I don't know. I don't know anybody in Minnesota. Doesn't really particularly affect me. Nope. But for some reason, it's number seven on the Associated Press list. I'm just upset Tavares Jackson wasn't on that bridge. Is he on your fantasy football team? No, me being a part of uh, the NFC North, though, uh, and my Detroit Lions would have been nice. Number six, global warming. Like we said, number five, Chinese exports as far as the top stories of 2010 in the Associated Press. Uh, This is a big one. China is trying to kill us through toys and pet food, and they are succeeding. Yeah, and everybody's just like, oh, I guess that was a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake. There's so many times we're being burned on stuff being sent over from China. Do you realize how retarded we are where China puts lead in toys because it's shinier and the shinier things Americans will buy? You know where those toys end up? Hmm. Not in the trash, in the Toys for Tots boxes. That's where they're showing up. People are throwing those things in the Toys for Tots boxes. Kill two birds with one stone. Or Mm -hmm. children uh, with one toy. Number four, oil prices. Number three, I love this. The war in Iraq was only the third biggest story, even to the Associated Press. Honestly, I'm surprised it made it that high with uh, how people are feeling about the war. People are very, you know, just eh, about the war. Number two, the mortgage crisis. And according to the Associated Press, the number one story was the Virginia Tech shootings. Really? I thought that one even fizzled out a little bit faster than, you know what a Columbine did. Oh, that, yeah, because Columbine was really kind of the grandfather the, yeah. when it came to him. But, you know, that being said, it wasn't like the first school shooting, so you'd think it would show up a little bit lower on the list than uh, number one. Dubs now, too, as far as of the uh, top ten lists that are going on here at the end of the year. We have uh, the top ten most memorable quotes of 2000. And seven eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. It is Hefe and Dubs as we are coming down the home stretch, going until ten o'clock. Hideoutradio.com is the website. Hideout Radio is the instant messenger. Dubs, give me number ten. We'll go from ten to one if you don't mind on this. Sir. Do you want me to uh, tell you first, or just play it? Play it, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. I think as far as the adverse impact on our nation around the world. This administration has been the worst in his worst in history. And that is Jimmy Carter in an interview with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette newspaper. And he's right. 
I don't know. I, I, it was kind of shocking that that was a top tenner. Though. Yeah, it, it seemed like no one really remembered it. It was big when it happened for a week, but then, yeah. Maybe it's, I guess it was a big deal because here you had a former president, you know, run Speaking it down. against, yeah. Another, you know, a president that's currently in. Number nine, J-Dubs. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and... And, and clean, and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened by Joe Biden, his uh, comment about Barack Obama, literally right after he announced he was running for the Democratic nomination. Um, and they were just saying how uh, he normally puts his foot in his mouth and says something stupid. And literally right after he announces, he says something that is uh, perceived as stupid. I know what he was trying to say there. He was trying to be nice to Barack Obama, but it came out very, very poorly and racist. He thought what every white man in America does. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to say it. And it was shocking because it was a Democrat that said it. And it wasn't like a Tom Tancredo or whatever that guy's name is who just dropped out of the race. What was number eight on the top ten most memorable quote me lists or quotes? Are you waiting to solve that one? Sat down. Okay. You do anything with your feet? Position them? I don't know. I don't know at the time. I'm a fairly wide guy. I, I understand. I, I, tend, I tend to spread my legs okay. when I lower my pants so they won't slide. Okay. Did I slide them too close to yours? Did I, I look down once your foot was close to mine? Yes. Did we bump? Uh, you said so. I don't recall that, but apparently we were close. Well, your foot did touch mine on my side of the stall. All right. That is Senator Larry Craig mm-hmm. and his wide stance. Yes, he's, he's the one who was accused of tapping his foot for um, gay sex in gay Minnesota. Sex, yeah, in the, in the bathroom stall at the airport. And I don't know how that doesn't make the top ten uh, as far as the Associated Press goes. Uh, gay I mean, Republicans. Yeah, there had to be, there should have been a whole grouping right there number seven dubs i'm not going to get into a name calling match with somebody who has a nine percent approval rating that's senator majority leader harry Reid, a democrat talking about vice president dick cheney and that is true mm-hmm. like what does it even matter what cheney says nine percent of uh i'm just gonna say this the idiots in this country still agree with this guy so what does it matter what cheney says it doesn't matter that's actually a fantastic point number six Joe Biden again. There's only three things he mentioned in a sentence, a noun and a verb and 9-11. And that's, <laughs> and that's talking about Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, and actually that's a great, uh, He that's all he talks about is how 9-11 and how he's the only one that can keep us safe. 9-11, 9-11, we're, we're not safe with anybody else. Number five is U.S. Uh, Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez. I don't recall either. Senator, I, I have no recollection of knowing when that occurred. I don't recall the, uh, the specific mention of this conversation. I don't recall, Mr. Senator. I don't recall. I don't recall, and I don't. I, I don't recall whether it was Mr. Mercer who presented me the number. There are two that I that I do not recall knowing in my mind, Senator. I don't recall in connection with this review process. I do not recall. What I knew about, I just don't recall the reason. The senator that uh, I don't recall uh, remembering, I, I don't recall the reason why. Sir, I don't recall uh, sending a follow-up. Uh, uh, I don't recall being a, 
Senator, I, I don't recall specifically the. I, I, I don't. I don't have any recollection about the mechanics of a. I don't recall making any. St- I don't recall ever saying. I don't recall ever doing that. That is a a very wicked uh, uh, case of Alzheimer's right there. He doesn't recall a whole lot. Just doesn't remember. Yeah, the last Mexican to do this much damage to my people was probably Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and. Otherwise, wow, I don't uh, I don't understand. Number four, Dubs, we're not going to play because <laughs> we work for CBS Radio, and it got him fired. But that's Don Imus' comments about Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to skip over that one. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. In Iran, we don't have homosexuals like in your country. We don't have that in our country. In Iran, we do not have this phenomenon. I don't know who's told you that we have it. Everybody's just laughing at him. This, because this is the president of Iran, uh, Ahmadinejad. Yeah, just saying how they don't have homosexuals in Iran. Um, I love I, how he I, calls it a phenomenon. <laughs> I, and uh, I know Iraqi people. I don't know any Iranian people. But I know that there are gay Iraqi people. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that it's just not a um, Western type thing. It happens in the Middle East. And I would guess it would happen in Iran as well as Iraq and any other it, dude, it Middle happens Eastern. everywhere. Yeah. It happens uh, with an animal species. It happens. Yes, absolutely it does. Number two dubs on the top memorable quote list. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future. Oh, wow. And this, Stop. And this dumb bitch was on MTV mm-hmm. on the Video Music Awards later on introducing someone that was coming up to a presenter award. She got famous for being a dumb bitch. <laughs> I don't get it. I couldn't even look at anybody during that. And I've, I've heard it before. And the embarrassment's still there. I've talked myself into circles before, but wow. That's that's what I'm trying to do a show with. Shut Some, up. Someone who's sitting there doing that. Shut up. I never do that bad. I That honestly is my favorite there. you got to play that one one more time. I know it stings a little bit when we play it. But listen, this... You know, we talk about... What was she talking about or trying to talk about? What uh, was the question preceding um, that? I can't even remember. The question was talking about people not being able to identify, I believe, America on a map. Like the vast majority of uh, Americans can't identify America on a map. I'm pretty sure that's what the question was. And I want you to think about where we are headed. (laughs) Legitimately... Where we are headed, if these are the people that are celebrated. You have to, you know, just kind of take us at face value of this girl has never been asked to do anything but smile and look pretty. 
And now she's been asked to answer a question, and, and this is what we get. Soon all people are going to want her to do a spread, and that's it. And she, here's the thing, she is going to make more money in her lifetime mm-hmm. than you and I by just being someone's wife. And she has about a 20-year window where she's going to be able to get away with being hot and dumb, and then it's going to go all downhill. And that's when we're going to get our fantastic payoff of her uh, dying like a Nana Nicole Smith. But until then, we get to remember her as this. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and <laughs> I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Uh. And she tried to keep on going, even after that thing beeped. Oh, just punched out right there. Just like everybody else did. They're just tapping out on their their uh, their uh, couch. And the thing that I remember about this is that it was Mario Lopez holding the microphone. Just looking at her like she's an idiot. And when Mario Lopez is looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? A guy that'll do anything. And if he's looking at you like you're an ass, you're in trouble. I misspoke. I said that... Alberto Gonzalez was the biggest, um, like, embarrassment to Mexicans since Freddie Prince Jr. I meant since Mario Lopez. And you see Slitter's not an embarrassment. That man is uh, a prince. And here's the number one most memorable quote. Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. That's where we are. Let me say, what's very interesting about all of this, Dubs, uh, before we go to break, is the fact that the two number one stories... The guys who were number one, don't tase me, bro, and the Vatek shooter, Cho, got exactly what they wanted. Both of these guys wanted to become stars. Mm-hmm. The don't tase me, bro, was a guy who was notorious for running bits and thought he should have been on television. And guess what, Associated Press? You made him the number one most memorable quote. And Cho wanted to be on television. He wanted to be famous. He made press kits so that he could become a star. And guess what? Out of all the people that died in all of the atrocities, you made Cho the number one story in 2007. You did it. Congratulations. Hand yourse- Pat yourselves on the back, media, and the rest of us, because we made these guys into the stars they wanted to be. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. The Hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The Hideout. Because you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here. Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, half and Dubs wrapping it up on a Saturday night. Feel free to join us, 800-636-1067. Hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio. Hideoutradio.com is the website. 
take me and visit the hideout radio store there and pick up some doormats and get, tote bags. Getting word right now that Dallas is up over Carolina 17-7. to We don't have Ooh. the NFL Network where we are. Mm-mm. So we're getting updates as we go. Dallas had a few key injuries, including Terrell Owens and oh, really? Terrence Newman. That's not good. Yeah. Two weeks out from uh, playoff time. That's really not good. Yeah. Um, want to remind you that next week I will be on a much-needed vacation. <laughs> going when to... When do I get to go on vacation? Going to Texas. Last weekend I had a uh, company, a uh, mandatory company meeting on a cruise ship to the Bahamas. And uh, I'm going to need to recharge my batteries next weekend in Midland, Texas. Dubs will be hosting the show with our comedian buddies, Pat Garrity and Pedro Lima, who was mm-hmm. in with him last week. And also, to the uh, our, our, our countdown, our review of the top ten talk, tomic, uh, talk topics of the week, of the year, I'm sorry, Yes. on XM Satellite Radio. I got to admit to you, man, I'm tired. I've been up since about six this morning. Yeah, I, you've had a long day. I started my morning with sex, and then I got to make a drive to Naples, Florida from where we are in Tampa, where we broadcast the hideout in D.C. We don't make a, a mention too much of the fact that we're doing this show from a, from, from from not 10800 Main Street, mm-hmm. but I don't think it really matters. I actually I get, lived in D.C. I know what's what. I get emails from people saying, oh, you guys doing an open door? Uh, I'm in Northern Virginia this weekend. Can I come on up there? Yes. And, uh, Sideshow yeah. would love for you to hang out in the studio with them. Yeah, bring pizza for Sideshow. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. He's doing a good job running the... Uh, Running the uh, the show, Dubs. When are you going to talk put, and roll control? When are you going to put up the podcasts of last week and this week? Because tomorrow I'm going to have a lot of free time uh, up at the studio, and I'll be able to get a hold of everything then. Yeah, as it turns out, uh, J Dubs last week has not posted the podcast yet on WJFK.com, and also too, uh, we had some people who just uh, Walt uh, just tuned in and was like, hey. I thought the show was over at 9. Usually we do 6 to 9 on Saturday nights, but because of the basketball game, we got moved back. Mm-hmm. Uh, to football a, game. Was it football or basketball? No, it was basketball. Oh, I thought they were doing a bowl game today. No. I'm all screwed up. Yeah, you absolutely are. I, I talked about going on the cruise. I was on a cruise last weekend mm-hmm. for my, uh, my, my job during the week. And Yeah, pretty cool company. Picks up a cruise for you for a little holiday festivities. I got to say, man, I love working... For what would be considered a mom and pop, you know, I, I I I've had the opportunity this last year to work for smaller companies, and it just seems like it's the way to go than the big corporations. Yeah, the big corporations they will uh, give you a discount on drinks at a holiday party. This place picked up a whole cruise for you. Yeah, exactly. Ten people, actually no, sixteen people. They picked up a cruise for, and and it's a company that. I don't think it's a million-dollar company. No. It's a nice public relations firm. It's one of the smaller ones, but it's successful. And they pick up they pick up the tab for a cruise. Then you have a CBS <laughs> that could easily afford to send all of its uh, employees on a cruise. And it, it's funny because things like this, they, it boosts morale. Oh, yeah. Make, it, it's like for something that little, those couple days, it makes it feel like, you know what? Working at this company this year was really worth it. You know, I might have gotten frustrated a couple times, but things like this make this job worth it. Like, because there were a lot of times, even with the public relations gig, where I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. 
like I easily would have quit, but I fought through it because I knew there's a they, cruise coming up. Well, yeah, I knew there was a cruise coming up, and a that they care about their employees enough to take them on a cruise. Yeah. So I'm like, this is worth me sticking through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bad times aren't as bad when it, you you feel like your company cares. And like, I just don't know. Like, imagine the the, the morale mm-hmm. if everyone on JFK went on a cruise together. And how it would be a, a really cool bonding experience. Be an odd cruise. It would be very odd. But it'd be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Just the fun that we could all have together. Don and Mike, the junks, Big O and Dukes, us. We'll bring along Rome for the hell of it. Bang the monkey, get Rome out there. Yeah. And we're just having a good time. God, man, that would be fantastic. But instead, I got to go with my public relations firm. And I'm not saying poor me, but I'm just talking about if this little company can do it, why couldn't a massive one do mm-hmm. it? But you know what it is? It's the stockholders. And the stockholders would get pissed. Yeah, you they know? have their own vacations to go on. Yeah, exactly. They would get upset <laughs> about that. Um, another thing, too. How did the show go last week? Because I haven't heard it. It was well. It went well. It went, uh, it was awkward. I mean, I was trying to drive the bus, so I swerved outside the lines a couple times. But I think it went well. It was funny. There were some uh, high points, low points. Right. Just like any other show. Uh, with me, it's always high points. It's with you that you have the issues. Whatever. I moved past that. So I'm going to Texas this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's half A and dubs. I'm half A, that's dubs. It's the hideout 106.7 WJFK as we're about to wrap it up here. I'm going. I'm mad. It's a mandatory trip to Texas. Yeah. Because my uncle is dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was told by my mother that this is going to be his 57th birthday, and it's probably going to be his last birthday. So it's mandatory that you come out and spend it with him. And oh, by the way, get him a gag gift. A gag gift. He wants 57 gag gifts to open on his 57th birthday. What's a What constitutes as a gag gift? For someone who How is about... dying from cancer. Go ahead, say it. Say what you want, because I thought it. What did you think? I'm thinking, hey, how about I get him a refundable <laughs> ticket for a cruise this time next year? Yeah, and if he's alive, it's awesome. And if he's not, I get my money back. I was thinking maybe maybe a, uh, a trip in 2012. Yeah, an IOU for that. If you make it that long, here you go. Would I'll I, send you around the world in a hot air balloon, buddy. Would I be an ass for doing that? Because like, here's the thing. He's a cool guy. I think he would laugh. But I think family members would start crying and it would turn into this whole thing. Weight loss pills. (laughs) Do you always have to shock jock? Listen, you said gag gift. Weight loss. Workout clothes. Weight loss pills. Here's some H57 hootie for you. Pudgy. Yeah, and he just finished his second round of chemo and it's this whole thing and he's like in stage four. They get him a comb. See, this is what I'm saying. 800-636-1067. What if I did? How awful. What if I walked in there with a carton of cigarettes? <laughs> you know, at that point, why wouldn't you smoke? It's not going to do any more harm. No. They're just trying to prolong the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's come to grips with it, but, like, the family hasn't. So, like, i got to sit down and be like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? And... 
obviously the question, the answer is going to be not well, but he's going to have to paint on that happy face for everybody, which has to be more painful for him than uh, just sitting sitting there talking normally. And what's interesting too is that he uh like he fell down in the shower and like had to stay there for like I don't know like an hour. No one was there. No, until he could get his strength to get back up again. Why isn't someone there with him? He doesn't want that right now. I think my mom was eating. (laughs) Because <laughs> she went to go take care of him, and she went out to a buffet. Your mom should never be in charge of no, a dying man. The, the fact that she even raised me is enough <laughs> for her to say, you know what, if you're going to have children, they're going to get taken away automatically. <laughs> so i got to go, and i got to hang out with Finn, and it's going to be somber. Oh, yeah, there's oh, not going to be any uh, kind of uh, party going on. The same on. day is also, too, my grandparents' like 60th wedding anniversary. And your grandfather... No, my grand. Oh. No, it's a different one. Okay, they're still alive. Okay, but then they're gonna be. They're all bummed out because they're probably gonna have to bury one of their kids, which they didn't think they would have to. No, you never, you never imagine that. And I'm thinking, can we just get drunk, or is the uppity part of the family, the real religious part of the family, not gonna want to drink? Oh, then I find this out. So check this out. I don't know if you even care, but I'm sitting here telling you anyway. So deal with it. If you're feeling bad about your your family on the holidays, mm-hmm. so then my favorite cousin in the world. This, uh, my female cousin, who's been on the show before. Great girl. Yeah. So she goes, and she's kind of a religious girl, but I don't know. I don't know if she's had sex or not, but I would think that maybe she has it. Maybe she has. She goes to the doctor, and uh, she goes to, the, to get a birth control, you know, get more, get it refilled. And they ask her, are you pregnant? And she starts freaking out. No way. I can't be pregnant. There's no way, blah, blah, blah. So they do a pregnancy test. Pregnancy test comes back negative. Ecstatic. They're like, well, wait a second. You shouldn't be that happy. There's a mass. If this isn't a baby, then you got something growing in your belly that you don't know about. Dude, they find a, I guess it's a tumor, but it's a mass that's eight by five inches big. It's like one of those wow. like pictures. Yeah. Like a, it's not like, a sheet of paper, but it's, it's like, like a, one of the pictures you get on a roller coaster. It is. It's that yeah. big. And so now I'm just like... Actually, you probably get the same face when you look at it and when you're going down uh, the raptor. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus. Can we catch a break? Is there any way we can... So now... And she's going to be there. What kind of vacation is this going to be where I got to go and everyone's just going to be a downer? And be like, hey, I just went to the Bahamas. <laughs> Why are we thinking about someone else? Yeah. Be like, do y'all want to talk about me? I got... You know, a couple radio shows going. They're not full-time, but whatever. Do you want me to call you next week? And if you t- want to. And I'd tell love you that. how depressing it is? I'd love to talk to you out there. As I hide it. You know, you'll come back and talk about it, but I don't know if you'll have the full effect as being in the middle of it at that time and then calling. Be like, hey, uh, Uncle Joe, here's your gift. We're going to put you on the radio in D.C. with three comedians. And they're going to talk about what gag gifts you should have got. Make gotten. sure you speak up. Hey, Mumble. Just, could you stop with the coffin? <laughs> You're wheezing to the phone a little bit there, buddy. What do you do? What do you get a, a dying uncle as a gag gift? And it's mandatory gag gifts. Oatmeal makes him gag. <laughs> what am I, I going to get him? You know what's awful? Hmm. Occasionally they tune in and listen to the stream. So they could be listening to this now and it could be so uncomfortable. Sorry. Or they download the podcast from WJFK.com like you should be. Sorry.
But it's true. What I can't speak openly about, he doesn't, here's the thing, he doesn't care. He's come to grips. He's cool with it. Uh, I, well, that's how it always goes. Your death is much more easy to face than other people facing your death, you know? Right. You can look at it and say, all right, well, this is I have to deal with it. But other people deal with it for some reason. They question your and their mortality at the same time. Yeah, no one can ever deal with their own mortality. It's like, hey, um, it's like, hey, I could die in a plane crash flying out there mm -hmm. to see you. You don't think about that. <laughs> Selfish. Will on line one, you're in the hideout on JFK. Will, go. Hefe, um, I think you might want to run a biohazard suit as a gang. <laughs> Oh, wait, you don't catch anything. It sounds like it's just spreading rampantly in your family. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Caller of the night. Rack them. Just was... treat it like it's the movie Outbreak. That would be funny if I walked in in a hazmat suit. <laughs> Where's the party? <laughs> Cancer-riddled family. I'm sure I have it in my colon. What Among I... other things. Yeah, what a... yeah, there's no telling. It's there. The gerbil snuggles with it. <laughs> All right. I think we're done for the night. Yeah. So check this out. Sideshow, you want to pop on and give us the breaking T.O. news if this is real? Something about an Achilles. That's all I know oh, so far. you got to be kidding. He was yelling Nothing. out expletives around uh, Adam Schefter, the reporter for NFL Network. Nothing good can happen in Texas this time of year. I said get your popcorn ready. He's going on the x-ray machine. <laughs> get your popcorn ready. Listen <laughs> 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 to you. <laughs> the joy in that laugh. <laughs> all right. Thank you, my I man. I like me some me. Yeah, uh, good job back uh, running things, my dude. All right. Appreciate it. All right, go away. Don't be so excited. Uh, all right, Dubs, you're in the treehouse next week. What? And also to uh, hideoutradio.com to find out about the XM show. Dubs and I will be doing the year in review. Next, the top ten talk topics of 2007. And make sure you, if you can't get XM, if you if you go to XM, you can get a three-day uh, three trial or something yeah, like that. Yeah, three-day free trial. So but... If you can't do that, we will put it up somewhere uh, online. No. no, we won't. Listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. We aren't allowed to do that yeah. one, are we? Prove Damn it. You have to You have to go to XM to listen to that one. Prove our worth. All right, my friends. Are you guys... Oh, it's Christmas, I guess, this yes. week. Yes. Merry Christmas. Have a happy holiday. Oh, shut up. To you and yours. And may all the best be with you. I'm tired of you and your fascist war on Christmas. We'll take a... Uh, We'll take a elongated break. We'll see you in six days, seven days. Uh, Dubs, good luck next week, and don't lose the license. Try not to. Uh, other than that, hideoutradio.com, hideoutradio.com. Everything you need is right there. Uh, until next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000.